pass rushers and the AFC West. That is our next summer episode coming up right now on the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. No Justin Tucker, but for a substitute, we have our very own Robert Shelley, also host of the Pesky Pole podcast, the Red Sox podcast. Go check it out. Robert, how are you doing today? Hey, just so we're clear, it ain't a dead channel. We have three episodes up in a row. Put some respect on my name. You I never said anything know. about it being dead. You said it, not me. Uh, we, it sounds uh, like someone already believes the inevitable. I think I may need to talk to a lawyer before I answer any future questions about my hey, podcast. Anyway, I'm doing it is very live. Well. We are there. recording right I, I'm, now. I'm hanging, I'm hanging in there. How are you, boys? Uh, I, I'm doing great. Can't doing complain. great with a functional podcast that po- posts episodes every week. So, you know, and we have working laptops over here oh come on now i'm sorry i'm going i'm going off too much but (laughs) all right this is going to be a great episode guys because we are in our player rankings we have reached the defensive ends so the way we kind of did it is more pass rushers because there's so many different positions that can get sacks there are the interior defensive linemen like aaron donald there are the outside linebackers like tj watt and then there's the typical actual defensive ends like brian burns so this is going to be a great episode, guys. But Robert, how about you kick us off with your number five pass rusher? My number five pass rusher. So just for the people at home, I was brought into this episode about 10 minutes before it aired. So I my list is a little bit frantic, has some research behind it. But this first pick, I'm going to go a little bit hometown bias here. We're going to go to Matt Judon. <laughs> Amazing season out of him, especially last year. And I just think going into this year, he is going to be one of the top pass rushers in the NFL. 15 and a half sacks last season by itself speaks for itself. Just an absolute monster on the defensive end. Us with, well, more of an outside linebacker, but definitely his job is just speed rush, speed rush, speed rush. You put him into pass coverage, you are probably smoking that good stuff. (laughs) There you go. It's not a yeah. bad pick. You know, I respect it. I do. I do. You know, there's going to be no Matt Judon slander over here. But for me, my number five from the Philadelphia Eagles, Hassan Reddick. Oh, man. His first season in Philly was a smashing success. This man. In fact, I believe it was their coach, Sirianni, who said he probably could have broken the sack record if he quit dropping Reddick into coverage. But even still... Reddick has a ha, really only had 35 solo tackles, 49 combined. That's not great, but he made the most of it. 16 sacks, six of them. I mean, 16 of them. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, my brain doesn't want to work. And five, not one, not two, but five forced fumbles. I'm just saying his sacks of forced fumbles speak for themselves. He's, he's not a big tackle machine, but he is a really, really good playmaker. All right, guys. Well, my number five is actually Brian Burns. And I like Brian Burns because he is so he's been he's been mentioned in our fan box. So that's a preview to that for the most underrated pass rushers in all of football. I don't only think that he's underrated. I also happen to believe that he's going to be he's top five heading into this season. He's a guy who has consistently, since he's entered the league, been a been a ten, uh, ten plus sack guy. Um, he didn't always do it, but he he's always had the potential to do that. And I think he's just due for a monster season, especially since the Panthers are getting better on both sides of the ball. That opens things up, and you know it it takes away the double coverages so that he can actually have a clear lane to get to the quarterback this season. Also, he's playing in the AFC, uh, Jesus, the, the NFC South, which kind of does help, especially since it is the weakest it's been arguably in its history. So, yeah, put me down for Brian, uh, Brian Burns at five. I don't know about that one, Chief. At five? I don't know about that one. <laughs> you, want him, you want him earlier? I want him higher. Okay. Okay. I was thinking about it. He's just, he's underrated. And, you know, 
I just think there are other guys who are better than him. This is going into sure. next season, so. Yeah. Who's, who's by the T right now? Oh, uh, that's oh, me. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's just... right behind his house. It really oh, is. It's actually, like literally right behind it. It's. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, believe him, but then I was at his house and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, uh, Adam broke in. I didn't allow it, but he was good company nonetheless. So I got him a birthday cake. Oh, Ooh. you you I did not. Know. I paid I paid for his dinner at Cello's. He did. I didn't ask him to, but he's just a good friend. Thank you, Adam. Again, I got you. Which he is. He's a little weird, but you know. All right, just give <laughs> we, me your we, give give me your number four, course. Robert. <laughs> number four. Um, I kind of went a little bit off the beaten path here for two reasons. Number one, this guy isn't really considered an edge rusher, but he's mm-hmm. still through, throughout his career. I believe he has. He's yeah. Some points he's been an end. Some points he's been a tackle. And I get it. He's had a bad season last year, really bad season. But for one reason and one reason alone for his name, I'm still putting him in the top five. Oh, Aaron boy. I'm yep. still putting him in the top five. I do not care. In my mind, Aaron Donald has always been an edge rusher. It's not really – he's been both, but I still consider him an edge rusher. And, yes, five sacks last year, 11 games, bad season. In my opinion, he should have just hung him up after last year. Because the Rams are going to do absolutely nothing this year. They're in a completely stacked division. They're not going to be making the playoffs. They're not even going to be in contention for a wild card spot. It's it's looking yeah, it's looking really bad. So I'm I'm just in the boat of retire, but I'm still going to give him the respect he deserves and put him at four. What's worse? Can, yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. You guys can completely disagree with that. The fans can disagree with that, and I I'm completely fine with that. Just off of name. And off of him being the second that five-year time limit is up, he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm still giving it to him. I don't I'm doubt sure. that he might still have it. Might. But the problem is, number one, he is getting up there in age. That's the obvious part. He's, what, 34 now? 34? Yeah. 35? Number two, that team around him is falling apart. So he's not even oh, going to – he's only 32. Mm-hmm. He, it's falling apart. So he's not even going to to get the looks to get open because he's going to get double teamed all the time. Yeah, is the the defense is falling apart. The offense is looking worse by the day. So that's going to make him exhausted. The defense is going to be on the field all the time. Yeah. So it's it's not looking good for him. So just for the that for that reason, Aaron Donald is outside my top five. If he was in a better situation. Um, then he would certainly, I, he would have Smart. my respect. Yeah, but and I, I don't, I don't blame you at all for keeping him outside the top five. I do not blame it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat, but that's fair enough. My number four, uh, all the way from Cleveland, it's Miles Garrett. Now this man, oh, uh, what, what else is there to say? Sixty tackles last season. And he tied his career high with 16 sacks. And on top of that, four passes knocked down at the line. I'm sorry, this guy, this guy is a monster. He's darn near unstoppable. And the only reason he's not higher is that he's got only 37 solo tackles, despite being an edge rusher and decent run stuffer. However, what I I will give him credit for is 26 quarterback hits and 18 a career-high 18 tackles for loss last season. And for me, I don't care like what team you're like. I don't care if you're a fellow AFC North fan. He's not here, but Tucker. But you got you got to put Miles Garrett in your top five. I agree. Terrible. I think Terrible. Ryan, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think him in the top five is uh, you can't not have him there. Mm-hmm. Um but my number four, another guy who you cannot have outside your top five, Micah Parsons. This is a guy who can literally do it all. Play in, pa- in pass coverage, he can be off ball, and he can be a defensive end. And if you can have a guy who can, if you have a guy who can do it all and you have the option to have him rush the passer, you do that. That is m- one of the most important statistics in all of defensive football is racking up the sacks because once you get the sacks then you can strip you can strip them and enforce fumbles if you're even getting to them and they get the ball off right before they then there's a the risk of an interception or just a bad throw like being a being a good edge rusher is important 
And Micah Parsons is an expert at that. He's been doing it ever since he's gotten gotten into the league in these past two seasons. And he's still young. So this guy, the sky is the limit for this guy. And another good thing that I really like about him on this Cowboys team this year is that it's a very well-rounded force this year. They, they, they're still a very good defense. They were, they were top three in sacks this year, uh, this, this past season. And on top of that, um, you have a very good offense behind that as well. So that they're going, that defense is going to stay fresh. He's not going to be double teamed because the whole front, the, that whole front seven is very good. So put me down for Micah Parsons. He is going to have a very good year. I mean, I hear you. I I'm do. not going to complain about that. I, I have some some things to say, but I will I will refrain. Why you think he should be earlier too? And no, I think Brian Burns should be above Mike Parsons. But you know, speaking mm. of that, is my number three guy for all the right reasons that you <sighs> said before, and the fact that he is only 25 years old. I am predicting that he's going to have a 15 plus sack season next year. And here's the thing. He's doing it on a defensive line that we're not calling stacked by any means. If, if anyone says that the Carolina Panthers defensive line is good, once again, they're in Denver on that good stuff. <laughs> you know, So he he's still going to be able to put up 15 sacks. We're still getting double team most of the time because there's no other real threats around him. And he's still going to make it look completely effortless. And only he's going to be 26 next year. He's still got five more years of this prime. I think he's just going to dominate from here on then. Yeah. You know, spoiler alert, I do not have Brian Burns in my top five. Shame me if you will. I, I need to know who your top three is because putting putting okay, Miles okay. Garrett at four is sacrilegious. Hold on, hold on. Here we okay. go. No pun intended. Was that religious? Was that pun intended? No. Oh well, that's unfortunate. Anyway, you just lied and say it was. That was beautiful. <laughs> so, so for me, my number three is uh, actually Micah Parsons because he, you know, sixty-five combined tackles, thirteen and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and three, and he recovered all three. Got a defensive touchdown last year, but twenty-six QB hits. That man, he and you. Know it's scary. He's going to get even better. Because Mike McCarthy, their coach, said he's going to be putting on a wee bit of weight and then going up front and switching to edge rusher full time. But even still, he could do it all. He could drop back into coverage and knock down passes with the best of them. And he's a hard hitter. And I'm just saying the fact that he can do everything, to me at least, is just that. I mean, that that's really what you want. And no disrespect <coughs> to Miles Garrett, but the fact that Parsons – can be a, a coverage threat, I think put, puts him a, a, a little bit higher. All right. Yeah. I mean, I like Micah Parsons. I had him, a, I had him a just one notch lower, mm, but that's only because the other guys on this list are just the most badass pass rushers in all of football going into next year. And mine is TJ Watt at three. Now this guy he had an injury-riddled 2022 season. There's no two ways about it. But are we just going to now forget the fact that the past two years before then, he was the league leader in sacks, and this guy just continued to get better and better and better from his rookie year? We're talking about the guy who had 22 and a half sacks. That's tied for the most in NFL history in a single season. And we're just going to forget about him because he got, he got injured a little bit this past year? This guy is going to have a great year. And the, the Steelers as a team are improving, which I'm, I very, very am into the trickle-down effect. This guy is, the, with the offense, young and getting better. It'll be The defense will be well-rested. On the other side, you have Alex Highsmith, who has just emerged as another superstar who will draw away a lot of that double coverage which will open things up for him. I think he's going to have a great year this year. He's going to return to the brilliance that we all know that he's capable of. All right, let me let me let me bring you guys in real close right now. All right, can you hear me? Can you hear me well? I, I would I would like to formally formally apologize for leaving TJ Watt off my list. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, but Brian Burns gets a spot. Let's just keep that between the two of us, or the three of us. Thank you very much. Are you kidding me? You just said it on an episode. My whole audience is going to hear that. I will not take further questions at this time. Thank you. All right, Bill Clinton. Jesus Christ! Uh, I, I kid, I kid. <clears throat> give me, just give me your note. Just give me your. We're at, we're at number two, right? Hey, here, here's. A, all right, I, I was gonna say this off air, but th- this is an idea that Costa gave me. We name our top two, and then we dramatically pick our number one between the between those two. Name your top two in in no order. We'll go around the table, so that we we can kind of because once you have the two then the one is almost spoiled because you can kind of, you know? Yeah. You guys want to do I mean, that? Sure. Not particularly, but I'll go along with it. Sure. We'll just experiment with it. If it doesn't work, well, next year, we'll next year's episodes, we'll, we'll do it again. Or next week, we'll just not do it. But yeah, I think this is, I, I like, I, I was, I just thought we'd try it. You, you guys want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. So for my top two, we're going with Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. All right. And then for my top two, I am going to do TJ Watt and Nick Bosa. Well, I thought we were just going to explain those those two players. But... Oh, well, no. you didn't you didn't say that. Yeah, you should. Well, have we weren't just before you threw something new in the middle something. of the episode, Adam. All right. all right, all right, all right. So you have T. So who do you have again? Mine is Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. I have Nick Bosa and TJ Watt. I've got Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. All right, and for my number one between these two is Miles Garrett. Um, and Miles Garrett is a guy who has consistently been one of the best pass rushers in all of football. And then you add Daniil Hunter on the other side. You upgrade from the la- from last year with Jadevion Clowney. That is, go- that is going – that's going to open things up a lot more. And then you have you have the Cleveland Browns team, their offense that looks a lot better than it did last year. With that, with Deshaun Watson in, Jacoby uh Jacoby uh Jesus. Um wait, I'm sorry, Adam. Um uh did you say Hunters on the Browns? Excuse me. Yeah, I meant uh Jesus. Who's the uh, I misspoke. Um Wait, mm. you said you said no. He's on the he's on the Vikings. There's a different there the the other guy who they had. Oh, Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith completely botched that one. Uh, um, Zadarius Smith at least played for the Vikings for a little bit, so you know. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I, I I just I just uh, mixed I mixed up your names. You're good. I mixed nah, up the forgiven. names. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have him on the other side who is drawing drawing away the double coverage. Which is going to be more effective than when Jadivian Clowney was here, because Clowney was he was getting on the older side. He was still kind of putting up numbers, but not nearly as good as Zadarius Smith right now. So you have those two guys. You have a, you have an offense that looks improved from last year that should have a very good bounce back year. It's all going to add up, and Miles Garrett is my number one. The only reason I don't have Nick Bosa at uh, number one is just because um, I think Miles Garrett's just going to have a better year. So yeah, no two two reasons one. two reasons that you're wrong. All right, I, I get it. We're 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 splitting hairs here between numbers one and two, but if you're not putting the reigning defending defensive player of the year and sack leader as your number one best edge rusher, I don't know what you're doing. Amen. That's that's all I gotta say. Yeah, well, Miles Garrett's due, and I think that he hasn't been in nearly as favorable a situation as uh, as Nick Bosa has been. Yeah, of Bosa, course. Bosa but has that, been on a great team with good with better coaching. And that a, defensive and culture started better, with Nick Bosa, and a mm-hmm. better offense. They've they've always had good defenses. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. not, not oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not just we're not just going to fly past that without fact checking it. Please continue. I'll be back in two minutes with the All fact right. check on that. I'm not saying that Nick Bosa isn't. We're we're literally splitting hairs, as you said. But All the right. forty the 49ers just have a have always had a better situation around Nick Bosa. 
And that's not to knock Nick Bosa. He's in a good situation, and he's made the most of it. But Miles Garrett has been putting up putting up numbers too on a Browns team that has been very clearly dysfunctional. And they're now, they're now in a situation where they're going to look better. So the situation around him improves, and Miles Garrett gets a lot better. I mean, he's due for a breakout year, as if he Bring has a an breakout year. I was going to say he's 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 going to no. be. I think he's going to be even better. Sixteen sacks in back to back seasons, twelve and a half the year before. Uh huh. And that no. was and that was in an unfavorable situation. Now that he yeah. now that the offense is going to better, he's going to be more well rested. He has a better he has a better defensive end on the other side of him to draw to draw more coverage. I mean, it's all a recipe for success for the best season that he will ever have. I see. Yes. Now, for me, my number one is Nick Bosa. My number two is TJ Watt. And one, I don't think you can put last season against him because even more so, I mean, I mentioned this with uh, Michael Parsons, but TJ Watt also has that coverage factor. Where even though he only played 10 games, he still knocked away five passes and he still had two picks and a forced fumble while in coverage. So, you know, I'm just saying that that definitely works in his favor. But my number one is also Nick Bosa. You know, like Robert said, reigning defensive player of the year, 18 and a half sacks last season, 19 tackles for loss, and are you ready? 48 quarterback hits. This guy is just a monster. He makes even the most elite of left tackles look silly. And for me, I just don't think it's that much of a contest. I mean, I get Garrett. I do, but I just think technique wise and and even situation wise i would i think both is just better may, may i if you don't mind yes, yes yeah um to go back on adam's completely bs take <laughs> um that they were always that they were always a great defensive team 2015 point differential of minus 149 2016 point differential of minus 171 2017 points is differential of minus 52 2018 the last year before he was drafted, minus 93, 2019, plus 169 defensive ranks for points was eighth, yards allowed was second. My, we're going to skip the 2020 crappy COVID year. And yeah, also he wasn't he hurt in 2020, so that doesn't count anyway because because your argument is that he literally started that, uh, that culture. Yep, 2021, 60, plus 62 points differential. Ninth in points allowed, third in yards allowed, and 2020. Um, and in 2022, uh, uh, give me a second, 173 points differential, first in points allowed, first in yards allowed. That happened because of Joey Bosa. Thank you very much. Nick, he will Nick be the Bosa, number one yeah. on this list. You said Joey Bosa, yeah. Nick. Same that, dude, you're those, Same that's dude. A, quite, but... Same listen. Dude. Those, first of all, those stats are a little misleading because you're looking at point differential, where you so had a bunch of Jimmy Garoppolo, where you, bunch, where you had a bunch of knuckleheads at quarterback. This Jimmy, was before Jimmy Garoppolo. They had Jimmy Garoppolo, who was literally carried by the 49ers run game. Yes, you're acting as if Jimmy Garoppolo didn't hop on the back and hold on for dear life as he's being taken away. And I'm just saying, still, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is a much better quarterback than Nick Mullins. Shut up. Or CJ Beathard. Yeah, but I mean I hear they you. Were actual, I do, they but were a rebuilding saying. team with nothing at the core at the okay. nothing at the core. Then why does their defense get better nothing at the pass catcher position? Hold on. So they're on. not going to be able to 20, put up the points hold on, hold on, to have good points if they're defensive rank. Right, 2015, their defensive rank 18 in points allowed, 29th in yards. 2016, just the defense, 32nd in points allowed and 32nd in yards allowed. And in 2017, 25th in points allowed and 24th in yards allowed. Yeah, I mean, well, it, Ar- argue about few, the quarterback some more. They had a I'm few waiting. bad. They had a few bad years, but to, I'm culture, waiting. Listen, when you say culture, that implies that they that the team historically has not been very good. They've always been competitive. Just because there was that small little window. When was the last time years. the Niners themselves were actually competitive? Like, well, 2013. And Nick Bosa 2013. And Nick Bosa was drafted in 2018. So that's five years. Mm-hmm. Right. You, okay. Okay. For context. So in their entire existence, shut up. Shut up. Five for, years they were up. they were irrelevant. Shut up. For five for, years, they were irrelevant. Up. 
for five context. years they were irrelevant after out of their entire existence where they they are among the league the, among the league leaders all time in Super Bowls. Okay, but you is that not just comparing the better, apples the and oranges? You're the no, one that was all, talking about Robert's stats, no, and yet me, you're you're referencing something that happened in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, let me just let me just add this for context. What? Um, Adam was on my show recently with the beautiful man himself, Brian Costin, and he said, I am paraphrasing a little bit, but he said that 2018 was too long ago for the Red Sox to have won a World Series, that we are hungry for another. That was five years did ago. That? Yes, you did. Brian said that. No, you said that. I didn't. I cannot confirm was, or deny. I was not there, folks. You were not there. No, I. I, I did well, not say that. But it was Brian who said, "Oh, it's been a long time. We haven't had a World Series parade since 2018." And I said, "Dude, that's only four years ago." Five. Years. Because it was 2019 when they were they were celebrating in tw- for the Patriots. That's what I was saying. You're completely messing up the viewpoints. No, that was you who said that. I can guarantee it. I guarantee I did not because I do not believe in that mindset where it's like, oh, it has it's been so long since a world since a world series or a super bowl or a championship. Dude, it's only been it's only been four years since we last had a parade. Yes. Okay. Like relax. Getting back on topic. Right. The the You haven't given your number one, by the way. I, I told you it was Nick Bosa. Yeah, he did. And okay. I told you you were wrong because you don't go against the reigning defensive player of the year and sack leader. Mm-hmm. You just well, don't. You go you go against that because uh, we're going into 2023, not 22. We don't live in the past. No, and then we got started on this whole thing because you said that the Niners always had a good defense. And I told you that for five years before Bosa was – or for four mm-hmm. years, my apologies – before Bosa was drafted, their defense was either among the worst or the worst in the league. And then you tried to argue, oh, it's a quarterback. Oh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins was the problem. Yeah, no, the defense was trash too. Okay. Yeah. They were a rebuilding team for five years. Yes. They were, they were okay. a rebuilding team. Nope. But paper to say the that league. they don't have it, they, they have drafted a culture. Nick Bosa and it to, changed immediately. It literally did. Nick Bosa was the second overall have, pick for a reason. Yes. To say they have a culture of bad defenses is just stupid. I never just said they had a culture. They had a five-year a five-year window where they weren't very good. I, the Patriots I said, haven't been very good the past no, few years. I said I said that Nick Bosa started a new culture of defense. He brought the defense back to there, the defense that they had been missing for years. He brought well, it back almost single-handedly. It wasn't mm-hmm. him alone. You have Fred it, Warner. It was pretty much him Aziz El Shazir. You have some was, good players. Was Al Shahir even on the team in 2018? In 20, well, I'm talking about in this in in, 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 the, in this in the time same. frame yes. where it's oh. where it's tur- things have turned around. They've had a, they've had some good pieces. I'm not no, saying Nick Bosa isn't pieces. the best player on that team, but 100%. Nick Bosa started that. He literally did. Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. All right. Move on. Move on. Brought him back to relevance, but he didn't change the culture. They've always had a winning culture in, in the for the 49ers. They just always went off track for five years. But also, are we just gonna like ignore what 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 happened before the uh, Alex Smith thing? Like they, they were not very good, like in the mid to like in the mid two thousands. Like let's let's not pretend they were mid two thousands. Right, but that's twenty five yeah. two thousand and five until two thousand thirteen. They were. A pretty solid sure. team. I so, mean, they weren't uh, they weren't among no, the best. No, they were, no. they Adam, were nowhere Adam, near what they were. Adam, Adam, 2005, 4 and 12, 2006, 7 and 9, 2007, 5 and 11, 2008, 7 and 9, 2009, 8 and 8, 2010, 6 and 10. And then they finally got on the right track from 2011 to 2013, 14. All right. But I mean, I'm just saying you can't say always because you're referencing like the 80s and 90s, and yet in the 2000s they've been laughable. I'm in just the 2000s they've been a below average team. Mm-hmm. I'm just mentioning their existence in general. That's all. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and then in that case you can also bring up the Cowboys, but whatever. And we're not. Well, doing yeah, that. but the Cowboys haven't have done uh-huh. jack squat. And neither since... the Niners. I mean, they've been a one. They've been to two Super Bowls and lost both. Yes. Salute yeah, Jimmy I mean, that's Garoppolo. That's better than the though. Cowboys, but mm. salute Jimmy Garoppolo. That's my boy. Ah, oh, fine. Thank no, you. I'll pass. Right. <laughs> Former Patriot. I have the respect. All Former right. Patriot, that's the end of our top. That's the end of our top five pass rushers. Uh, 
Up next, we have the AFC West preview. We're going to tell you exactly how the AFC West is going to pan out, where each team fits in this division. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Robert Shelley with you tonight. So we are on to the AFC West in our division previews. And this is going to be certainly an interesting division um, because I just I just can't tell who exactly is going to win this division. Um, I can. So for me, I would definitely I have the Raiders going last. Unless they sur- they surprise everyone, I just that's that looks like the weakest team, uh, and they j- they got even weaker this year. Um, then I think the Chargers are a middling team that'll be you know so- towards the middle of the pack because their their coaching just hasn't been figured out. Talent wise, they have everything they need, but they just don't have. I mean, well, I guess their I guess their run ga- their run defense could be a little better. Um, the way I see it. Uh, Kansas City. I think they're a safe bet to at least be competitive. I think Patrick Mahomes has earned has earned that respect to at least be a contending team, competitive competitive wise, not not championship con- contention. The wild card here is the Denver Broncos. It's weird because they finished last. They were five and twelve, and they looked awful, but they improved in the areas that they needed to fix. So they so they worked on their offensive line, which was injury riddled and also shorthanded. Uh, they replaced their head coach, which is huge. They actually cleaned house completely. Uh, they 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 had a absolute turnover um, in the coaching. Uh, Russell Wilson, before this past year, has been a perennial Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. So there's no reason to believe that he can uh, he he can't bounce back from what he just did but there's still a wild card because how do you get that bad you have a roster like you did you have russell wilson leading the charge top like seven defense exactly Mm -hmm. and you had in listen say what you want about nathan nathaniel hackett he had a lot of hype going into this season because of what he did as an offensive coordinator with aaron Rodgers, three straight 13 and three seasons so Bringing in Sean Payton was huge. And I want to believe that they're going to be competitive. And I have a hard time picking the Chiefs being division champions. But I also have a hard time picking the Broncos. So this is the little dilemma we're in here. I think I might lean slightly, and this is going to become a hot take. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to win this division. They have the talent. And it looks like they fixed the coaching and they fixed the offensive line. So the Broncos, I'm taking them. And uh, the Chiefs will be the runner-up. Chargers, three. And put the put Vegas in last. They, That's the only slam dunk here. But yeah. Uh, may I, CJ? Yeah, no, go right ahead. Okay, there's only one thing that you and I agree on right there, Adam, and it's that the Raiders will finish last. I'm expecting... Uh, I was expecting agree. four to five wins and a Devontae Adams trade halfway through the season. <laughs> that is my official prediction for them. The thing with the Broncos, the only way they're even coming close to winning that division. Oh, that's my bad. I'm sorry. If don't, don't give me that look. The only way they're winning that division is if Jared Stidham takes the reins and somehow leads his team to victory. Russell Wilson is done. He's washed. He's gone. 
I'm sorry. There's you you can you can tell me all you want about him being under single back under center versus him in shotgun and he's better in shotgun and blah 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 and all this BS. I don't care. Quarterback's the guy who mainly has the ball. He's he's not gonna give you any way. I, I'm really hoping that um forgive me if I'm saying his name. Is it Javante Williams? Javante yeah. Williams, I'm I'm really hoping he can come back from his torn ACL and he can come kick ass with this team but in terms of just having russell wilson in 2023 24 24 as your starting quarterback they're getting a maximum of eight wins the two teams that are making the playoffs is the chargers where they will go to the wild card and they will lose as always and um the kansas city chiefs who will make another super bowl run this year and win this division easily I don't say I don't think easily with that. Uh, with easily, that. not easily. Easily, I just don't. Also, CJ, you're muted. Um, I just don't. I don't think easily because th- this team has. It's it's one thing if you're able to do with less. You know, I give I give Patrick Mahomes lots of credit for that. I mean, that was, that was an incredible uh, division victory and also you know Super Bowl victory, MVP, all the the whole nine yards there, but. Like this is bottom of the barrel. Like, yeah, I believe yeah. they're they're going to make the playoffs, but I just uh, I'm hesitant to pick them as the division champions. I understand if you believe it, but mm-hmm. if they do, they'll barely eke it out because I think the Chargers are going to be competitive this year. They they will, despite their coaching issues, they're still going to be competitive. Um, and the Broncos just listen. It's when you say washed, it implies that he no longer has the physical abilities. This really looks it looks like it's all fundamental issues with him. And it really goes it really comes down to the coaching. Listen, in the three games, in the three games where uh after Nathaniel Hackett was fired, Russell Wilson had nine total touchdowns to I believe two interceptions. He looked like his old self in those last three games. And they actually I believe they were facing some pretty good competition. I don't, I don't have it um, in front of me right now, but he actually looked like his old self in those three games. I know um, he had nine total touchdowns, but I'm he, not buying it. He hmm. looked like his old self, and I, I honestly think the the coaching is it's the biggest di- difference maker. If there's anything, it, like this is this is kind of a general take. If there's anything that I that I learned about this past season it's how much coaching matters mm. especially with the Seahawks the Patriots bringing in a defensive guy calling mm. offensive plays and then you have and then you have the Broncos here yeah it's it just shows how much coaching matters in in the NFL by the you. way just so we're clear right their last 3 games was a 51 to 14 blowout by the Rams on Christmas uh, 27 to 24 loss against the Chiefs, and then a 31 to 28 victory over the Chargers, who already had their playoff spot locked. Okay, so then it was the last two games. It was a it was uh, a long time ago where I saw that, but uh, yes, uh, but he had a, he had a certain now, amount Robert? of. Yeah, yeah, please. I just wanted to prove Adam wrong because he is usually wrong. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm, I'm not weighing in. Yes. He so, looks like his old self in the games that in the games where Nathaniel Hackett was fired. Let let the man speak. Thank you, Robert. So here's the thing, and all three of us are at least in lockstep on the fact that the Raiders will finish last because you went from Derek Carr to basically a more handsome but less good Derek Carr in Jimmy Garoppolo. Salute Jimmy Garoppolo for being mid. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations. Maybe you'll get carried again this year. Adam! (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saluting. All right, but, but that's all well and good. That's all, okay. Oh, everyone, let's, let's calm down. He's so here's me. the thing. The Chargers. Now, they're an interesting team. I just, I'm not entirely sold on that defense. Justin Herbert's good, but as you all know, if you've listened to the show, I'm not a huge Herbert fan. I, I'm not, I mean, until I see more, I will continue to view him as the next Matt Stafford. And also, when you combine that with the fact that Brandon Staley should have been out of a job two years ago, well, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah. The Chiefs, as long as they have Mahomes, they can never be counted out. And 
but they're a very fragile team. If, and I've said this off camera and I've said this umpteen times to everyone I know. If Travis Kelsey goes down, they're screwed. I mean, Mahomes will always finds a way, but it's the, the cupboard's looking pretty bare unless somebody like Kadarius Tony can just pull a Tyreek Hill level season at it as you know where. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Adam that the Broncos are the wild card, though. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying they're the wild card. However, I do agree with Robert that Russ was one of the big problems last year. I, as you know, I'm not a Nathaniel Hackett fan. But Russell Wilson did not try last season. He, and many people believed, and I believe as well, he he got fat and happy. He, he was complacent, like the fire was gone now that he got his big contract. But I think with Sean Payton and the season they had last year, and he knows that you can't just roll over and win kind of like you used to do in the NFC West when you were good. I I think there's going to be a little bit of a fire. So I'm hoping that – I'm hoping for Russ's sake it was just an attitude thing. I wouldn't exactly call him washed just yet. Although I will say if he has another poor season this year, Denver's cooked. Yeah. So that being said, I definitely think it's Broncos or Kansas City. I lean Kansas City – but as you know, there's a lot of things that could play out. But if Russell Wilson can turn back the clock with Sean Payton, then I, then it should be them. But KC, like I said, they're just a little too fragile for me. It's up in the air, but I lean KC. All right. So I have the game logs for Russell Wilson in his in the last two games, the two games that Nathaniel Hackett was fired. Mm-hmm. So six touchdowns to two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Six total touchdowns to two interceptions. Yeah. Nearly – uh, nearly 600 total yards, uh, a passer rating of in the 90s, and oh by the way, they dan- they managed to dance with two playoff teams in those two games. They lo- they barely lost to Kansas City, who already had their playoff spot locked. They did, yes. Yeah, but they still didn't have the uh, they didn't have the uh, number the number one seed locked yet. Um, then the Chargers. Who already had their beat? spot locked? Yeah, they beat the Chargers. Actually, they they could have had a higher spot too. They had they had a spot locked. I'm just saying. Also, Robert, I'm not saying I disagree, but wasn't one of the issues with the Chargers that they did have a playoff spot locked, but they tried to actually play hard and ended up losing Mike Williams? Yes, that was one of the things. I like guess I'm not saying I disagree, but I'm just saying I want to add like a wee bit of clarity. Yes. No, you're right. They so, so I'm, I mean, but, but to say that they weren't trying, I think, is slightly incorrect. But they were – then you could switch it to them to saying that they're shorthanded. you're just looking for excuses to not be wrong so kiss my you know what cj all right whoa hey well you can say ass on this show oh we can oh well i I I knew that say it twice all right it's kind of like the pelvic thrust rule that we talked about beforehand you know sure yeah but russell wilson looked like his old self in those two games it is a small sample size but i'm just saying you you take you take nathaniel hackett out you put an interim head coach for two games, and he actually looks like that. And then you bring in Sean Payton, and you also fix that offensive line, and things are going to look a lot better. And I think, I yeah, I think I have Denver winning this division. It might be, it'll probably be close, and I can understand if you pick Kansas City, but they're just you. There's, it's one thing if you can do more with less, but if it's bottom of the barrel, like you don't have anything, then. I have a hard time having you win that division. You'll still be competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt like they're not going to be a bottom of the bottom, uh, you know, a cellar dwelling team. But Denver just has the talent. They fixed what they needed to fix and I have them winning this division. Yeah. Just just so we're clear, this this city will throw a parade if they even make the playoffs. Okay? Yeah, Cuz at the end of last year at about week 15, 16, somewhere around there, there used to be a giant poster hanging off of Empower that was a picture of Justin Simmons and Russell Wilson that said Broncos country, let's ride. And they took it down at about week 15. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on. So we talked about top five pass rushers going into 2023. Now we asked you guys, who are the most underrated pass rushers going into next season? That's next. This is the Fumbarooski podcast. 
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Robert Shelley with you tonight. We welcome you to the fan box portion of our show where we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. We will, res- we will uh, and and we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, who is the most underrated pass rusher heading into 2023? So to kick things off, Ian Mulhern said, Aziz Ojolari. Ojolari. Yep. So mm-hmm. the pass rusher for the Giants, he's he's solid, I guess. He's fine. But he needs a breakout year, yes. He need yeah, he's he's in need of a breakout year, but I wouldn't yeah, I he, I guess underrated is is the way you could you could go. I I wouldn't say that he's a very good like I, I'm not thinking about Izzy's Ojolari and thinking this guy is, you know, awesome. Why don't people mention him? Mm-hmm. He's good. He's all right. Um Cola DJ said Josh Sweat. So here is here's a good pick. Yes. Uh, this guy had 11 mm-hmm. sacks last year and he was an afterthought in that uh, in that awesome Eagles secondary, uh, Jesus, secondary front uh, seven, front seven, front seven. There you go. We're it's, we've been going secondary the past few weeks. That's oh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, but for an Eagles team that put up 70 sacks this, uh, this past season, league leading by far, the next man up was the Chiefs at 55. I mean, yeah. There was plenty of plenty of wealth to go around on that Eagles defense. Um, too bad they lost a lot of those players, but they gained some of them back. So they did some good things, especially in the draft. Free agency, they did a few things too. Um, Grayson Mortimer said Bud Dupree used to be elite, had a bit bit of a down year last year. I expect a rebound. He's had a down year ever since he's been with the Titans. That's what I'm thinking. Like, he – he hasn't been the same since he left the Steelers. It's that is just, correct, yes. I just think his, his age is getting to him. And, you know, the, the, the uh, ACL tear that he had a couple of years back, that has certainly had an impact. And he hasn't really put up the sack numbers. I'm pretty sure he had, what, two last year? Three the year before that? Something like that, yeah. I mean, I want to believe that he can get back to where he was, but he hasn't been the same in quite a while. Um, William Mantle said Carl Lawson and Bryce Huff. Clearly a Jets fan. And CJ actually confirms it. He, he knows him personally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the Jets are a pretty good pass rushing team. And these, guy, these guys individually haven't been – aren't great. So Lawson has seven, and I believe Huff had about – what five and a half, four and a half, somewhere around there. So like they're not great individually, but you can see how the Jets as a team, as a collective unit, can get to the quarterback. It's not always the same guy getting there. You don't have the Nick Boses and TJ Watts of the world, where it's always them. You got a game plan. Mm-hmm. Opposing offenses has to have to game plan for that one guy. The Jets have a bunch of guys, um, but they're not they're not exactly the Eagles, but they're se- they're seventh in all of football in team sacks. So I mean that says something. Um Steven Parker says DJ Reader. <sighs> the problem is he's not a pass rusher. Yeah. And CJ and I were talking off camera on mm-hmm. this on the about the show. No, this maybe is before you got made, here, Robert. Maybe we should have maybe we should have made Maybe we should have made another week where we do, where we inside rank guys. top five inside linebackers, the fat uh, inside linebackers. Um, nose tackles. Nose tackles. Uh, the three techs, the five techs of the world. Fat guys. We, we called them something else earlier that we can't say online. No, there, we did. You did. Yes. I, I just oh, we all did. Guys. Okay. We all saluted them. I just kind of said. You just said fat guys. I, weren't <laughs> I wasn't I paying attention, but it's all right. Big guys, guys who can snap you in half like a twig. Mm. While also eat an entire pizza by themselves. Based. Yep. I wish I I can do that, but 
it's, I, it's I not, not great for two, your health. Two full pizzas by themselves. I good for if you want to play offensive linemen or interior D linemen, but I, I'm neither of those. So I'm I'm just trying to watch what mm-hmm. I eat. Uh, Owen Vanslack said Jalen Phillips, who I would say is yeah pretty underrated. Yes, seven sacks this past year, Absolutely. eight and a half his rookie year. This is a guy who's yeah, yeah. This is a this it's a good pick. It's a good pick, and he's young too, so he could only get better from here. He could, for all we know, he could be one of the elites in the next couple of years. Um, and maybe we still won't know his name, but you know, <laughs> the Dolphins just need to make themselves relevant again. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Williver said, People forget about Demarcus Lawrence, and I would Patrick say, Yeah, like he like we've forgotten about him in the sense that he's one of. He once was one of the best uh def- he was one of the best edge rushers in football. But now he's still good. Like, yeah, we're forgetting about him, but that's only because he's not really like Mark Micah Parsons is the guy in that in that defense now. He's the guy who's getting to the quarterback. It's no longer yeah. Demarcus Lawrence. He's a good player. He's helping them, but he's not. Yeah, he's he's not the guy. Like he's not a Nick Bosa or a TJ Watt anymore. He just isn't. Mm-hmm. Or a Miles Garrett, who's the number one going into next year. Um and then Owen Vanslack had another response saying Sam Hubbard. Um Which I can agree with. I can agree yeah. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Under underrated, not the number one guy on the defensive line over there. It's but, kind of the it's kind of the same with it's the same trend with that entire Bengals defense. Everyone's underrated. Yes. Like look at look at look at their whole secondary. So th- this is this is a little off top. Look at their secondary just to prove the point. Shadobi Awuzi, Mike Hilton, the other guy uh, Cam Taylor Britt, and then Dax Hill in your safeties, um, and then Nick Scott. That's a pretty good secondary. Those are your starters. Uh, Jesse Bates, or did he leave? No, Jesse Bates went to the Falcons. I forgot about Falcon. that. Yes, you're yeah. right. I was, He's I, a Falcon. That defense does look good for the Falcons, though. The, the Falcons got some respect this offseason. They spent money to make money, I'll say that. Yeah. Hmm. Then you got Trey, Trey Hendrickson on one side, Sam Hubbard on another. And Hubbard is underrated because Hendrickson is the guy there. He's probably the closest thing to a superstar that the Bengals have on that on that defensive side of the ball because they they don't have any any sexy names if you will but they have some very good players who who as a collective unit make this Bengals team actually as on the defensive side actually pretty good yes. it's a super bowl winning defense it's a it's a defense that will help win a super bowl yes um yeah so there, there you go on the, and they have DJ DJ Reader too. He's a very good Russ yeah. stuffer. Logan yes. Wilson. I can name I can name Bengals all, all season. There's there's a reason they made all the Super Bowl just a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's yeah, and why they might be Super Bowl champions this year. Might be. Uh, might be. Floodster Sports Zone said, uh, and I'm sorry for the sorry for the pronunciation in advance. Fullerunzo, Fatakasi. Now, here's another one who's an interior defensive lineman. And he might be a very good interior D lineman, but he hasn't he doesn't get to the quarterback in the same way DJ Reader doesn't. They're both good at their positions, but they're not they they're not really edge rushers. They're just good defensive linemen, right? So it's 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 a they're good players you're naming, but it's just I mean, we we figured that that we would that people would probably have issues with uh, the pass rushers category because some players, like it, it's just a confusing position because some you can you can rush the passer as a safety. I mean, you got Blitzboy over there in Seattle. <laughs> um, all right, Josh Hool said Brian Burns isn't mentioned enough. I agree. Well, notice that hasn't been a theme. I agree. And if he wasn't on, like, if he wasn't on the Panthers, I think this guy would be pretty good. Well, he, he still is good. I mean, he would be he would be mentioned more. Um, and he was my top. He was in my top five. So there you go. Uh, Daniel Blaziak said the entire Jets D line. So as we said, 
as a collective unit, this team is effective. Yeah. They just don't have that one guy who is the double digit sack guy. They everyone has to game plan for him, besides kind of Quinn and Williams. They have a really good team or they have a really good defense around them. And that defense is going to be elite next year. Uh Brian Mucker said Daniil Hunter. Yeah. And I would agree. He's he's, he's hurt been, a lot, but he's good. He's hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, I mean that guy that guy can play. And apparently Adam thinks he's on the Browns now. Yeah, I mess. I messed it up. I'm sorry. I know. I'm. I'm, I'm just. Playing. I meant Zedarius Smith. I, I, know, dude, I know. I know. Mixed up because they're both badass defensive players on the Vikings. Yep. Well, one or not. One was. Yeah, one left. But um, Nate Merowitz, this is a. This was a really good one. I liked this one. Nate Merowitz said, "Alex Highsmith, another very overlooked three-four outside linebacker who produced well even without Watt." Alex Highsmith, 14 and a half sacks this past season in the absence of TJ Watt. This guy is good. He wasn't he he's been in the league a few years with the Steelers, but it really it took Watt's absence for him to really break out, which could be looked at as a red flag, but we're not going to do that. We won't do yeah. that. You know why? Because sometimes it takes some reps in the NFL to kind of figure things out. You got to figure it out. And he did. And now you have Watt and Highsmith on opposite sides, which is going to make for a really good Steelers defense. Yep. Um, for our last response, Eli Turner said Baron Browning. Hmm. And he's technically in here, – here's, here's where the pass rusher position gets complicated because he's technically considered an off-ball linebacker, but he got to the quarterback five times. He sacked him five times, and he had 12 tackles for loss. So he's doing something right in the pass rushing category. Just he's been used off ball. He happens to get a lot of sacks. He gets to the quarterback. He's a good defensive player. And you one could even say that he's a hybrid, right? He can do a lot of good things, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. It's a good thing. The, the, it's not the only there's not there's a lot of good things you can do on the defensive side of the ball uh, that isn't getting to the quarterback. And he can hap- he happens to do that. So we could call him a jack of all trades, if you will. Yeah. Right. One of those guys. All right. Well, that is all for our responses and all for our content. But do you guys have um, any if, other thoughts before we end the show tonight? If you don't mind extending the episode about three more minutes, I have one oh, more boy. piece of content we could. Jesus, we could do. we're already just under an hour. This is the longest episode we have had in four months. In a minute. So um, it'll it'll be quick. All right. Yep. So we are going to see how fraudulent of NFL fans you two are. Oh, Jesus. It's oh, uh, kind of. But we're going to go back to the year 2016. Think about it for a second. Think it uh-huh. over. Think it over. Yes, yes. You are going to name me as a collective unit the top 10 highest jersey sales what the in what way does this talk about if we're frauds i don't know the top 10 highest selling jerseys now because it doesn't matter <laughs> we're we're gonna see how many y'all know all right all right i'll play your game you'll get you'll get two hints. doesn't it also vary like some there's some players who aren't even actually that talented they just they just they're just top in jersey yeah. sales just wait, is, all, wait, hold on. all of these ten, top 10 guys were talented at the time yeah wait hold up so this is the 2016 season correct 2016 season year correct. of super bowl 51 if i'm not mistaken yes we have okay, just okay. eclipse an hour on our show yes yes welcome. i can tell adam all right who's gonna say who's gonna say no no show? adam if you don't want to i'll go I'll I'll go to well as a collective unit he said yeah. so the, the right. two of us collective are gonna, unit. we we need all right all right let's I do bet this. Tuck would be good at this too oh Tuck, Tuck, well Tuck. yeah Tuck would know all right all right man uh, I'm, were they good just... so were these players good during 2016 yeah um nine out of the ten oh nine out the of other the one you'll be able to get if you're okay um I'm you thinking Tom Brady of course Tom Brady is number three. Uh, oh wait, Matt Ryan was up there, I assume. Matt Ryan is not. Oh, okay, then Julio. Julio Jones was like number fifteen. Wait, what? Okay, what, what about Zeke? That was Zeke's rookie year. He took the league by storm. Ezekiel Elliott is number one. 
How'd you okay. even come up with this? Like you, you agreed to come onto our show like ten minutes ago. I came up with this like five minutes ago. Okay, wait, wait, was Dak there too? He was like offensive rookie of the year. All right, so CJ is hard carrying right now. Dak is number two. Uh Rogers, would he be up there? Because he, oh, dang. I'm trying uh, to think. Let's see who else. I should have given you guys a three strike limit, but oh well. Oh. We'll Oh, know, Antonio yeah, Brown, did. because, you know, Steelers and Killers. Antonio Bees. Brown is number seven. Okay, okay. What year was Juju Smith-Schuster? No, he wasn't in the league yet. He wasn't in the league yet? Okay. Um, uh, I that was the year after where he was drafted. Um, usually there's some cocky corner every year who gets jersey yeah. sales. I'm trying to think. No, this was uh, before in terms of corners on this list? Hmm? Corners, there are zero corners on this list. Okay. Uh, Let me know when he wants to use a hint. I'm I'm shocked Matt Ryan wasn't on there. Like, was Russ on there at all? Russell Wilson is number 10. Ah, okay. Oh, 2016. Yes, 2016. We've been Bryant. No, that is a good guess. Des Bryant is number 11. No, uh, oh, Oh, easy there. Wait, Gronk. (laughs) For some reason, maybe CJ is still carrying Gronk is number six. Mm-hmm. All right. You better thank this man after the show. I know. He's making you not <laughs> look haven't... bad at him. No, no, no. Hey. It's cool. It's cool. Um, so ooh. we have. Wait, wait, hold up. Wait, it was still Steelers. Levy on mean... Bell. Oh, I was about to say Levy on Bell. Incorrect. Levy on oh, Bell was, was, I was wrong. 21. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm trying to think of all the. Listen, Jeez. you have you have. We're going right. back like seven years, right? What about Vic Beasley? Because he was the defensive player of the year. No. Oh you have, my! You have one defensive player, a linebacker. You have two quarterbacks and a wideout. What what two major play happened in 2016 for a wideout to make them famous? Or this might not have been in 2016, but around that time, what wide receiver uh, became famous because of one play? Julian Edelman. Incorrect. Good guess. Tyreek Hill? No. One Wait, hold on. Was Kelsey on there? Stephon Diggs. Oh, no, no, no. no. That was a couple years later. Mike, Michael Thomas? Actually, the following year, Stephon Diggs. Sad. Jeez. Yeah, sad. I hear that. All right. Was it – oh, Hopkins? No. Wait, who was that? Uh... The catch that every kid tried to impersonate. Oh, Odell Beckham. Odell is number four, yes. Oh, I forgot oh, he existed. Yeah. We have we have two, uh, we have two quarterbacks. One was a borderline MVP for like the first five weeks. Oh, Derek Carr. Thank you, Derek Carr. Wait, Khalil Mack was he there too? Because he was Khalil Mack. No. Oh, I forgot Derek Carr. Another great linebacker. Oh, Um, oh, oh. uh, who's giant massive deal in the past couple years? Oh, past couple years. No, the last year. Von Miller. Von Miller's number nine. Oh, okay. Well, the last guy go. is the I one got guy. one. Huh? <laughs> the last guy is a guy who um sucked but was a MVP candidate in 20 like 17, 18, 19. But if you look, think about him now, you don't want him anywhere close to your team. And he's not old. Carson Wentz? Number yeah, five. Wentz Carson wasn't Wentz. drafted yet. No. Carson he... Wentz was number five. That was hey. his. That was his rookie year, I believe, 2016. Yeah. Yes, it was, because he was the same year as Dak. Yeah, he was the same year as the goofball. <laughs> Who is this again? Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. I said it. So Wentz was and in 16. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because he was, draft, he was in the league already. Yeah, because yeah. he yep. was drafted was in, uh, in 16. It was his rookie year. He was up there in sales? Yep. Uh, some honorable mentions just to round it out. 11 through 15 were Dez. Jason Witten, Aaron Rodgers, Khalil Mack, and Julio Jones. <laughs> okay. I carried, uh, though. We want to point that out. Uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. Okay. Thank you, Rob. That's an understatement. You, you got nine out of ten. Adam was, was just hopping on the back for the ride, you know? All right. All right. All right. There we go. All Show's right. We, he got that out of his system. We're done with that. Him and hey, that was good content. Trivias. Don't start with me. Yeah. All right. Not as good as top five at each skill position in division. Oh, right. Come on now. But, you know, and <laughs> fan box that we created ourselves. You did not. 
That started with my show. That was Ari's nope. idea. Put some respect on his name. Nope. 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 I don't have a horse nope. in this race. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram Fumble Ruski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.